Today's episode of Friday Rollin' is brought to you by SeatGeek, the presenting sponsor of the Bill Simmons Podcast and Channel 33. Enter promo code BS and buy Broncos Panthers tickets on SeatGeek. God, it makes me sad that the Patriots aren't in that sentence. Uh, They will send you $100 on that purchase. SeatGeek's Broncos Panthers prices are the lowest out there, and they always show you the full price up front with no hidden fees, unlike some of these other people out there. To get $100 off your purchase, download the free SeatGeek app and enter promo code BS. And one more. Here's a little tip. Any home security that says it's free, quote unquote, has a huge contract attached. Three years, thousands of dollars, you're locked in. Well, there's a better way to protect your home. That would be our buddies at Simply Safe Home Security. No long-term contract, 24-7 protection, $14.99 a month. It's the only security I trust. For my special 10% off discount, please visit simplysafebill.com. Let's go. Is it clear enough for your house? Oh, it's clear. It is Friday and we are rolling. We, uh, first of all, people ask how they can email us questions. And the answer is if you go on BillSimmonsPodcast.com, which is a little Tumblr page we created that has all the podcasts for this one and for our Channel 33 podcast, that FYI, my wife has been kind of secretly going on Juliet Lemon's Bachelor Pod. Have not made oh. a big deal out of this. Yeah, she's done two pods. All right. Yeah, under an assumed identity, the sports gal. Or not assumed <laughs> under her, fa- under her uh, anonymous identity. It's her real identity. But yeah, it's, it's a, a real it's identity. A pseudonym. Well, she is the sports gal. But uh, yeah. so if you go to that page, BillSimmonsPodcast.com, there is an email thing, and you can email us questions. But for this podcast, we asked our friends at NBA Reddit. I did a little post, uh, created a thread, and said, "Hey, send us questions. We'll answer them on this podcast on Friday Rolling." So here we go. Uh, GG asks, what should we make of this Blake Griffin incident? It is eerily reeking of the Kevin Love knuckle push-ups uh, saga. <laughs> um, here's my take. I have no idea if I'm right or I'm wrong. Just talking out loud. It's Saturday night, Toronto. He's not playing the next day because he's still hurt. Toronto's a very fun city. I think drinks were involved. I think mistakes were made. And... And I, and I, if I were him, I would just come out and say that, wouldn't you, House? Yeah, I, I, I think we're in a day and age where the truth is is the best, and the faster you can get the truth out and and put a pin in, uh, you know, pop pop the um, the, the the balloon. Uh, the, yeah, well, it's, it's. I was. Tr- I wanted to come up with a name for the balloon. The 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 faux outrage. The, the internet balloon. You know, internet balloon. Yeah, the hot take balloon, the first take balloon, all of that, the BS balloon. I don't mean the Bill Simmons balloon. Um, well, you, you got to do it. And, and you know, uh, it is a little bit of a snake bit kind of thing for Blake um, to be right on the brink of, of returning from injury. Right. And then to have a lapse of judgment that, what is he, 24, 25-year-old? All right, but it's beyond uh, a lapse of judgment, We've had though. some of those laps, lapses of judgment in, in our lives. Um at, at points in time. Yeah, but wait a second. You and, I, you and I have known each other since September 1988. I don't even think we've ever had an argument. Have we? Uh, we've argued. No, we've, it's I, all I, good I, natured, I, I, I'm though. To think, yeah, I'm trying to think the last time I was mad at you. 
we've yelled at each other on a basketball court, but briefly. Yeah, for sure. For but sure. first of all, to punch one of your friends is pretty, pretty strange if it's your good friend. But then the guy's a foot shorter than you. And then on top of it, seems to be pretty popular with that Clippers team. Makes me wonder, you know, Zach wrote about it today. Yeah. Uh, in, in general, we always wondered if that team should make a move anyway. And now it seems like if they want to win a title, he broke his shooting hand, which means they said four to six weeks. I, I'm no calling, way. I'm calling BS on that. That's a two NFW. month injury. Yeah, two yeah, month injury minimum, weeks. right? Eight weeks. Eight weeks. So do you trade him? Do you trade him for somebody who could help you win now? Does the trade push you into win now mentality? Um, do you even risk having him come back? His hand's not totally right. Maybe he needs a second surgery. Like, who knows? Um, which leads to the next question from uh, Dick Cheney's Rifle. <laughs> oh, wow. I love these. These Reddit names are hilarious. Yeah, that's uh, a good one. Should the Celtics make a run at Blake? If so, what's the most you would give up? Hmm. Okay. Um, obviously, a Brooklyn pick would have to be involved. Yeah, I don't. Well, know. first of all, should they make a run? Um, the answer is yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. In the playoffs last year, we all agreed Blake was the third best player in the league, right? And he had you know a little stretch there during the season where it was legit to have him in the MVP conversation. Yeah, he's maybe like a six-week, eight-week stretch. I would argue that on a team that didn't have Chris Paul on it and didn't have a clogging center, lane-clogging center, his stats would even be better if you ran the offense through him. He's somebody that potentially on the right team could be a 25-10-5 guy. Um, 27 years old, I think. He's What's interesting about his career is he missed his entire rookie season, and now he's basically going to miss 50 games of this season. So yeah, a I lot was of games that he missed. Was a little younger. I missed that up. Yeah, so... Yeah. <clears throat> All right, let me. So I'm the GM of the, of the Clippers. The Celtics come, and they offer me Jay Crowder, um, some expiring contract. Let's say David Lee, and uh, and that Brooklyn pick, the 2016 Brooklyn pick for Blake. Do you? What do you do? No, no, it's not enough. What else do I have to throw in? You, a, a player that can immediately assist with the um, bench situation. In, in L.A., another live, good, you know, contributor, um, somebody, and Zach wrote it, and I like this quite a bit, like Avery Bradley. All right, so the Clippers come back to the Celtics, and they say, Jay Crowder, Avery Bradley, and the Brooklyn pick for for Blake. What do I do if I'm, if I'm running the Celtics? Yes. Yes, I, I agree. I accept. I, I think I, I think. We've done a deal. We have a deal. Oh, man. We that, have a deal. That, this is the point that that, that uh, of having the assets. This is precisely what you've been building to this very moment, this opportunity. You don't know when the opportunity is going to show itself, but this is why you collect assets. So when the opportunity does arise, you push these 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 valuable assets into the middle of the table and say, "Let's let's do this big thing." All right. So the Clips make that trade. They have. Chris Paul, J.J. Redick, Avery Bradley is the third guard. They have Jay Crowder, who is excellent. I think he's the Celtics' best player. I know Isaiah made the all-star team, but I actually watched the Celtics, and Jay Crowder is the most indispensable guy in the team. Is he getting any um, uh, most improved player buzz? Nah, he was good the second half of last year. 
So you have him. Yeah, but you have the peep. Good. You have the peep. Yeah. You have DeAndre, Cole Aldridge. I'm probably leaving somebody out, right? That that still doesn't feel like a finals team to me. I guess Crawford's they, on the team. Did you say oh, Jamal? Jamal Crawford? Yeah, I got four <laughs> guards. Important guy. Yeah. Well, well, get, no, the, the important reason to have Bradley is the defensive part of this. I mean, you, you have to, in this Western Conference, have somebody that's going to just be able to chase the guards that you're going to run up against. At least the chase part of it. You know what I mean? So crunch time, they'd probably have to play the three guards together. So they play Chris, JJ, Avery Bradley, Jay Crowder, and DeAndre Jordan, which is actually like not a bad team to throw at the Warriors. I still think the Warriors would be better. But, um, but they'd also have that Brooklyn pick as possible trade bait. For if they wanted to go get some, it's interesting. Yeah, uh, where is um, Deshaun in all this? I mean, I, I know where he is physically on the bench right now. Who? <laughs> oh no, I said Deshaun. That's the funniest thing I've ever done. Lance, you met uh, Lance? Lance, yes. <laughs> Lance is playing pretty well for them. <laughs> I have Deshaun in my Deshaun Stevenson. How about that in the way back machine? Um. So cynical New Yorker asked, should the Celtics offer the Brooklyn pick a half-eaten zucchini and a used condom for Blake Griffin? That's rude. And then please explain why you'd be hesitant to part with the half-eaten zucchini. Who says no? <laughs> uh, well, I, w- I actually would give up the Brooklyn pick for Blake Griffin. I, I, I wouldn't even blink. That's, that's, why right. you, that's why you have those assets to get somebody like that. Um, yeah. Wismania asked, Bobin for Blake Griffin, straight up. Who says no? <laughs> I don't know. Bobin's an internet sensation. He really is. He's everything you loved about George Mirasan, but you don't feel bad. Like George Mirasan used to make me feel bad. He, you know, he had that pituitary gland thing. Bobin feels more of the. It feels well, like he has I, a normal life for the most part. I'm not sure that that um, uh, at the outset of George's uh, career, George's career here, um, the pituitary gland thing, I think was was understood to be manageable, and then it turned out to to not be. Um, mm. Are you sure that Boban doesn't have one of those? He probably does. His hand is he like does. he's like Andre the Giant. Uh, here's a good one. Mantis Tobias Six sends us in, and this has been discussed on the internet. It's not an original thought, but Blake for Mello. I, I mean, I really like it. Mello is a few years older. I think he's. So he was the 2003 draft, but I think he's only four years older. But I think he's got a nice little run left. My thing for the Clips is it depends on what their objective is. And if their objective is we want to win the title this year because we have a window that's closing with Chris Paul, then this is the trade to make. And it would make them good right away. I would give them a chance to be a top three seed. And if I'm the other teams in the conference, that's the trade that scares me the most. And I think you, the answer to your if question, you know, if this is the year that we're going to go for it all, they, they answered that at the beginning of the season. They've already circled this season as their make-or-break directional season. Yep. And if that's the case, like, you know, whether or not Doc stays, whether or not the, the corpus of Paul, DeAndre, and, and Blake sticks, stays together, if, if, if all of that is on the table, then, then yeah, you, you, you say, F it. Let's get Mello in here and take our shot. And you don't look at, at um, you know, what the Spurs and, and the Warriors have accomplished so far this season in the regular season and use that as a disincentive to try and take your run. I, I wouldn't say. I would say let's put the very best thing that we can put together here. We have an opportunity to really take a genuine run at it. Let's do it. 
I wouldn't be scared off by the Spurs or Warriors. Do you know who uh, Carmelo's agent is? Oh, boy. I bet I'm going to like it. Who is it? It's Leon Rose. Oh, interesting. Do you know who Chris Paul's agent is? <laughs> is it Leon Rose? It's Leon Rose. Whoa. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. It is pretty interesting, isn't it? It's pretty interesting. Who's Doc's agent? Is Doc's agent Leon Rose also? Yeah, Doc, who knows? Uh, here's one from Tomasini407. All three Nets picks for Anthony Davis. Who says no? Oh. <laughs> it's, it's absurd. I mean. Who says the no? Pelicans, the Pelicans. The Pelicans. They can never, ever, never trade Anthony Davis. I'm offering you all three Brooklyn. I'm giving you all three Brooklyn picks. You have all of them. Come on, man. Come on. Um, Hey, let's talk about the Memphis Grizzlies because they don't get enough attention. I feel bad. Everyone (laughs) just talks about the same four teams. Uh, Boyer asks, should the Grizzlies give Mike Conley the max? If not, what the hell should they do? I think they should trade him. I, I would I would blow up that team because that team that team is going nowhere fast, and the move is to trade Mike Conley right now and try to figure out how to reconfigure some stuff. They have, you know, he, he's just one of four players that they need to sort out. They, they got, they're going to have uh, Marcus All for, Well, he, you they, know, they signed the him for a while, right. Yes. Right, the extension. That's your centerpiece, uh, not to whatever. Yeah, yeah, I but, got you. Um, uh, beyond that, whatever. Right, I mean, who knows? Everything's everything's up for grabs. There's nobody that I would sign to any any kind of a max deal. Jeff Green's expiring. To... Zach is yeah. under contract for I think at least one more year, but at a really good price, uh, like nine, ten million, something like that. Powell is a free agent, and I was always wondering if Powell would end up finishing his career back there, even though he left on terrible terms, and they kind of hate him there. But if it was a Gasol brothers thing, I still I've always said this, but I love the idea of them just going full Spanish. That, that's the move. Keep, you keep you keep pounding that. Yeah, they're so, on pace right now for 47 wins, and they've been playing better. Like I still think there's a reasonable shot at them getting to 50 wins and getting the you know they 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 and the Clippers I think are going to be battling out for the four um, seed. Or maybe it doesn't matter because the four and five. Well, Dallas is still kind of threatening. I, you, you don't want to be six, seven, or eight in in this year's Western Conference playoffs. No, sir. Because you you're going to get. Got to get your ass dusted. Yeah, so, right, but even if you get to five, you're going to lose in round two. Well, I, <laughs> okay, but you know. Here's another when, question: when, Are we sure Mike Conley is going to resign in Memphis? Would you Would you resign? Somebody's going to give him the max. Yeah, he he's they, they they should do the best they can. I don't at all have any argument with the idea of getting the very best deal you can um, for him right now. But you know, there's now competition for point guard because. Jeff Teague is on the table. I know, and and I was I was having fun with the Utah fans yesterday. I love Gordon Hayward. I was I was trying to neg Gordon Hayward's <laughs> trade value on Twitter. Yeah, I really I like that guy. That. I will say that Gordon Hayward in crunch time is shaking. I think that's one of the reasons Utah's had so many problems. The the crunch time stats are not great for him, and that team has not performed well in crunch time mainly because he's not a number one guy. But I think if he's a number three guy, you're in awesome shape. But the Jeff Teague. I'd like to see Utah have a point guard at some point this decade. 
that would be the first time in Gordon Hayward's ca- uh, career that that, that um, they would ha- have a legitimate point guard, wouldn't it? One of these two guys we're talking about, they well, would immediately be the best point guard he's played with in his career. I think he played with D. Will um, right there in the point of D. Will's career when he was painting his head. So yeah, when, yeah, when the wheels okay. are coming off. Um, <laughs> yeah, but that's that's one of the reasons I like Hayward because I, I think he I think he's asked to do a little too much on that team. I totally agree with that. And I'd like to see him in a situation where a point guard is getting him slashing kick baskets and just looking yeah. out for him, getting him some transition. Right. I, I I think I think his stats should be better. I think his game should be better. And I think sometimes we forget. point guard has got enough of an offensive threat to create opportunities for Gordon Hayward. Come on. Yeah. And also Utah would – Utah um, – it's funny because – you know, he's really the perfect member of the Utah Jazz. Like, he wants to be there. Um, he's the right, uh-huh. he's the right, so we sh- show we say, uh, he has the right look. Yeah, he's, he's, Salt Lake he's City like the area. demo. Yeah. You like the demo, right? Yeah, he's maybe resembles some other guys who might have had some success there over the last 30, ah, 40 years. Yeah. Sure. Uh, but Teague on there is interesting, and the trade's pretty obvious. I mean, it's, it's Trey Burke and Alec Burks for... Teague. So with those three guys, I probably a couple other elements, but um it seems like Atlanta wants to give the car keys to Schroeder. 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 Whatever his name is. I, yeah, I, still can't I, I, I don't it. even blame him. Um he was much more of a concern to me last year in the playoffs, um when the uh, the artists formerly known as the Almost Bullets um, were competitive. Yeah. It feels like five lifetimes ago. But in that playoffs I was much more concerned about Schroeder than I was about Teague. So, there's no my. You can't trade Mike Conley to Utah because he might not resign there. Right. There's a couple teams that you could trade him to, that might make sense. One of whom, the Los Angeles Lakers. Oh. D'Angelo Russell unhappy. Stuff's trickling out. Can't click with Byron Scott. Lakers not sure he's a point guard. All this stuff. <laughs> if you're Memphis, and and you're looking at this, and you're not going anywhere anyway. Why not make a run at D'Angelo Russell with Connolly? And if you're the Lakers, you get Connolly. Now you have him in house. You can offer him more money than everyone else. Now you have a real point guard to put with whatever else you're going to build. Pretty appealing. I, I don't like it for Memphis because I, I feel like Memphis needs to get back somebody that can really um, still make a contribution. They're right in the middle of the playoff pack here, and I don't have any real um, rebuttal to your point that whoever wins the 4-5 seed first round in the West is going to lose in the second round. Yeah. But um, you kind of owe it to yourself to see this season, this season through, get your 50 wins. Uh, so if you're going to trade Conley, you got to get back. I, I like the idea of getting back a rebuilding piece because that's the direction that you're headed, but you also got to get back somebody that can play. I would steal Russell, and it reminds me of the Chauncey Billups for Kenny Anderson situation, um, which still haunts me from 1998 when Rick Pitino traded Chauncey after. I mean, fi- if they put like games. Lou Williams, if it was Lou Williams and and uh, and D'Angelo, then then our okay. All well, right. I think it would have to be because the contracts don't match up, so they'd have to throw in another seven, eight million dollar guy. So it could be Lou Williams, it could be whoever. But I mean, uh, that's not terrible. What about uh, Mike Conley to Boston for Isaiah Thomas, the Bo- the Boston's pick, not a Brooklyn pick, and Dallas's pick? So you get two non-lottery first-rounders with Isaiah Thomas for Conley. Why would Boston do that? Because Mike Conley's really good at basketball. 
Yeah, but uh, he, the thing that you're solving for in Boston right now is a player that can um, score the basketball with three minutes or left in the game. You know, inside of three minutes, right? Create and 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 score. That's the single thing that is. Um, been the, the the glaring weakness of uh, the Celts. I don't think Mike Conley is that guy. I think Mike Conley is really good. He, here's the I dirty. Think he's, he's really good too. I watch a lot of Celtics games, and I love Isaiah Thomas. Yeah, but here's the thing: he's somebody who should be playing. I, if he's on a really good team, if he's on a contender, he's somebody that's playing 25 minutes a game, and yeah. he's a hit or miss guy. That you come in when he's hot, you ride him. When he's not hot, you 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 sit him. He has real trouble. The the really smart teams, the best teams, either they throw somebody with size at him, like Cleveland just owns him. Iman Shumpert just shuts him down. He can't do anything. Somebody, so somebody who's like six, seven inches taller, who's like a defensive wizard, those guys seem to have the ability to take him out. And then the other thing that teams do, anybody that has two guards who can handle the ball or yeah. you can't hide Isaiah on either of the guards, it's trouble. Like Dallas... It's weird because Darren Williams and Ray Felton aren't even good, but they are kind of good and they know what to do and they're smart. And like when Dallas plays the Celtics, they just attack Isaiah Thomas, whoever he's guarding, they attack him. And I, I I don't know if the goal is to win a title this decade. I don't know if you can do it with him playing with him as your crunch time guy. It's ludicrous. Well, the thing that I like, um, that I, I definitely subscribe to is, is selling high. This is his all-time high moment. Yeah, so you know totally. now is your opportunity to get the best kind of value back for him. All right, let's keep going. Uh, City of Dub Two Bs asks, "What two non-playoff bound teams, if any, could you combine to immediately turn into a contender?" I like this one. I'm looking in the East. Yeah, I like honest to God, the Milwaukee Bucks yeah. and the Washington Almost Bullets. Oh. You could make a hell of a team. But if you if you slam those those two franchises together, so yeah, basically John Wall with all the Bucks pieces, but then you're giving them a couple centers too. Yeah, that would be a good team. That would be a good team. Yeah, how about Middleton Wall? If you combine Freak Freak, if you combine Brooklyn and Philly, would that even be a playoff team? I don't think no. it would. Isn't that no, amazing? No yeah. <laughs> congrats, Philly. Yeah, congrats. We can't Great even job. combine you with another team. Uh, what's the best fake trade to get the Cavs to the level of the Warriors and Spurs? That's asked by Zigzag Zill. Um, I have an idea for this. Oh, I want to hear it. It involves the Cavaliers spending even more money and paying even a larger luxury tax. So they have to do it. They have a ten million plus trade exception from this Brendan Haywood funky contract they did. That's healthy. Um, New Orleans made a really dumb contract move where they they paid Omar Ashik like five years 55 million right, or something right, he's right. you just in the modern NBA you just can't can't play him with anybody else who can't shoot you basically have to have four offensive players with him or you can't play him New Orleans yeah. found that out the hard way but they also have Ryan Anderson who's in a contract here is playing well great shooter kind of the ideal guy to have on that Cleveland team right great game last night too by the way yeah all right. Um, yeah, yeah. Yes. The answer to your question is yes. What a what a complimentary player he would be on that Cleveland team. All right. So Mozgov is expiring for Cleveland. They trade Mozgov and a couple tiny contracts, like James Jones, Sasha Khan, I think, were the two like one million dollar contracts. They trade those to New Orleans for Ashik, 
but then they get Ryan Anderson with that trade exception. So basically, they're taking Ryan Anderson, but as part of the deal, they're taking on four more years of Ashik and giving up Mozgov. I don't love giving up Mozgov. Okay. It's a weird thing to say. Uh, I thought he was extraordinary in the playoffs last year, and I felt like the advantage that Cleveland had um, in the finals against the Warriors really came from the rebounding edge that Mozgov was a crucial part of. I mean, so it was a combo deal. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. here's the problem in the current NBA. It doesn't seem like they can play Mozgov, Kevin Love, Tristan Thompson, or Verjao, who's another disaster of a contract. They can only play the real, one of, they can only play one of those four guys at the same time. To me, the player on Cleveland that got to go is Love. And if you have Anderson as a replacement, then then you you've you've um you know upgraded that immensely but the question is what other player um is in the mix to to properly compensate Cleveland for you know the potential that they're giving up on with with love okay so you can't do straight up love for Anderson i think i asked dollars you dollars don't work and all the rest of it i think i asked you about this trade kevin love for cj mccollum right didn't we talk about this i i, I talked I about it know. with somebody okay Oh, I talked about it with Chris Ryan. That's what it was last oh, week. So terrific. on the podcast, we did uh, all-star ballots. So Kevin Love for C.J. McCollum. He, C.J. McCollum makes like $19 million less than Kevin Love. But the the Blazers <laughs> are $20 million under the cap. So I suggested Kevin Love for McCollum. And uh-huh. of course, everyone in Portland, because they're the soccer moms, it was a week-long conversation. Some people were mad at me. Some people thought it was a good good idea. Yeah, why would they be mad at you? So now Blake Griffin is in a whole thing. Mm-hmm. Why isn't that a three-team trade? Oh, wait a minute. Kevin Love to the Clippers. Blake Griffin and his injured hand to Portland. So now they get to tank because Blake Griffin can't play anymore. Right, eight weeks out. And then C.J. McCollum to the to the Cavs. The Cavs save... Twenty million in salary and like fifty million in the luxury tax, and get a get somebody who's probably a better fit for them, uh, unless they can figure out how to use love, which is idiotic to me that they can't. But whatever. Portland gets Blake, and they actually might have to throw a little extra into that trade because it's hard for me to imagine somebody could get Blake Griffin for C.J. McCollum. So maybe they throw in a pick to somebody. But that's the framework of something. That's the framework of something. It's, it's you like not that totally- one. I do like it. The problem I'm having with it is thinking about McCollum. It feels like Cleveland becomes so guard heavy. I know Ty Lue wants to run an up tempo thing, and, and I like McCollum's fit there. But, you know, Love ought to be able to flourish in an up tempo kind of game, too. And maybe part of Cleveland's design here in, uh, in, in moving Blatt is to, to see, you know, over the next six to eight weeks what they really got with Love. And if this up-tempo thing will um, spring him into a, a, an opportunity that, that he hasn't had before, I, I, I don't know. Mm. But I, well, we haven't seen we've, – we've, we've seen so little effective Kevin Love in a season and, and a half now. Crunch time. <clears throat> Kyrie Irving, C.J. McCollum, Iman Shumpert, LeBron James, and either Thompson or Mozgov. It's a, it's a, that's a that's a fivesome that's appropriate for the finals. Here's uh, Andy Weir asked this one. I think just for you. 
Wall for, oh. wall for Kyrie. Oh, how, how dare you? No? No way. Okay. Uh, absolutely not. Wow, no okay. way. You're giving that a no way? Ky- Kyrie? <laughs> no I, way? I, I need Kyrie to play 82 games for the first time in his life. Okay. I need him to complete this one season for one team since his high school days. As soon as he does that, then I'll say, oh, yeah, well, maybe I'll have to change my mind about Kyrie. But we that hasn't happened yet. Husky422 asks, ask House what he thinks about having the Wizards just completely tank for the rest of this year for a top seven pick. So uh, they don't have to do anything. They don't have to change anything to completely tank for the rest of the season. <laughs> They've got the formula. Just, just keep doing what you're doing, fellas. Just keep, uh, just keep Randy Whitman. That, that's one. That that's a hundred percent what yeah. they're going to do. They are not going to fire Whitman midseason. There's no reason whatsoever. I don't anticipate it. Let me put it that way. Yeah. I don't know what the point would be. Um, I still don't think they're going to be bad enough to get inside the top seven because there's there are so many craptacular teams this year. Um, they'd have to jump uh, Brooklyn, Philly, L.A., Phoenix. You know what help? It, you know what help if Bradley Beal was more fragile. Oh wait, he can't be any more fragile. Sorry, I forgot. Hey, uh, it's time to put a hop in your step house. You love to eat so much that we created the House Eats video series for you on Grantland. Yeah, that's true. That's how much you love to eat. You love to eat fun. so much that we went to Yang Chow for House Eats too, and we tried to keep ordering food, and the guy cut us off like we were drunk people at a bar. He refused we to bring us more menu, food. We went off menu, and then he's like, I, I gave you one thing off menu. That's enough. Right. Um, I also know you love to eat takeout. You've been you've been ordering takeout ever since I've known you. You invented takeout. You were the I first order. person who ever ordered takeout. I hope that, that we're now... Uh, well, go ahead. You finish this, because I, I, I do have a, a vendor I use quite a bit for takeout. Well, what, happened, what would happen if you stopped wasting money on expensive takeout? And what, yeah. what if you signed up with the delicious Blue Apron? Because oh. for less than $10 per meal, Blue Apron will deliver you all the fresh ingredients you need for a delicious and healthy home-cooked meal. Let me throw some possibilities at you. Let me hear Would you eat a Philly-style hoagie with green peppers, onions, mushrooms, and aged cheddar sauce? Yes. (laughs) Would you eat chicken scallopini with roasted broccoli and whole white farfalle? Yes. What about creamy lemon linguine pasta with caramelized onion, walnuts, and rainbow chard? Rainbow chard? Yeah. Yes. I figured you would eat all those things. Uh, All those things. Use Blue Apron and you could be making those healthy dishes Tonight, like right now, make them tonight. Less than ten dollars. Right now, you could get your first two meals for free by going to blueapron.com/bs. Um, house. At some point in life, we'll get you your own Blue Apron URL. Yeah, I think you it should put be that on housefromdc.com too. Yeah, blueapron.com/houseeats. Oh wow! And it could be like just their high calorie stuff. <laughs> Heavy sauces. No, I like I like healthy things, just as long as there's enough of it. I gotta say that the Philly style hoagie with green peppers, onions, mushrooms, and aged cheddar sauce. Even though it's only nine seventeen in the morning right now, I, it made me hungry. Aged cheddar oh, sauce sounds delicious. Spectacular. I'm in. All right. Well, check out blueapron.com/slash/bs. So, back to the Reddit questions. Thanks hmm. again to the to the good people at Reddit for doing this for us. Um, 
Thix, T-H-I-X, asks, who do you think could be the biggest surprise challenge in round one this year? What do we do you think? Have any, do you have a thought on it? I'd be afraid of Dallas in round one, especially uh, if they were a five seed and I'm the Clippers with Blake Griffin coming back from an effed up hand injury. And I got Carlisle and I got Dirk doing Dirk stuff and Wesley Matthews is feeling good and those two weird guards and Darren Williams resurgence and Zaza's going nuts. I, I'm, I'd be afraid of that team. Yeah, I, I kind of like that. I'm looking in the east uh, where the 7-8 right now are, are Miami and Indiana. Yeah. And uh, neither one of those is an easy out for Cleveland. I'm not saying that they're going to beat Cleveland, but th- both of those teams would give Cleveland – you know, more work in the first round than they, they're accustomed to. Sacramento, if Sacramento could somehow get to a seven seed, Sacramento has moments. I don't think they could ever beat the Warriors because the Sacramento likes to play this fast pace, which is just like throwing meat to the Lions for the Warriors. Yeah. yeah. But um, like if they played the Spurs, and I know the Spurs would just pick them apart, pick the wings off the butterfly basically. But at the same time, the Kings can score – the Kings are scary when Boogie gets going. The Kings have shooting sometimes, and like Willie Cauley Stein does stuff. And I, I don't know. I watched that team, and 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 even though they but they've blown, I think what twenty nine games in the last thirty seconds this season so far. It's unbelievable. Um, and which is probably a bad sign for the playoff hopes. At the same time, like they have playoff guys that I kind of like. I, or is Willie Cauley Stein good? <laughs> well, after after the bad things you've said about him leading up to, to to this moment, he's he's in the right situation. It turns out, right? We were very very skeptical about whether or not this was the right situation for him, and why would Sacramento take a guy with such raw offensive um, uh, ava- uh, skills? Um, I and, would say you know, non-existent. Yeah, and and just a pure kind of defensive focus. But you know what? It it works. It, it, because it gives um, the guys who want the ball in their hands all the time the opportunity to just keep the ball in their hand on the offensive side. It, it accommodates that. It's complementary. Well, it works and it doesn't work because I think it works having him and Biggie together. Uh, Biggie, Boogie. Uh, him and Boogie together, I really like. I actually think that's a combo that could work long term. The problem is you can't play him and Rondo at the same time because yeah. neither of them can shoot and now you're going three on five. And you see these teams, especially at the end of the game, they just, you know, they play off Rondo. They don't even think about Kali Stein. They just double, triple team boogie. They send everybody at him. So I don't think long-term you could play Rondo and Kali Stein. That can't be two of your five guys. But yeah. I think if everybody else could shoot and you had boogie, I think Kali Stein could be out there. And he does, like, you know, he... he defensively he's really really quick with his reactions like he had a block on i watched that charlotte sacramento which was a really really randomly great game going against golden state san antonio which was a dud yeah and uh Kalistein had a couple moments in that game where he's you know kemba's driving the basket and Kalistein's coming out of nowhere like he's well, that, uh, bill russell that was the th- the thesis that yeah. was the thesis right that's why they 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 took him at that high draft spot He's I I think an immediate he, infusion of of um, athletic defense. I wonder if uh, his destiny is going to be this tantalizing guy that never quite never quite gets there, like the, like a Derek McKee type. Remember Derek I mean, he, McKee? 
He's just, Maybe he'll oh, be this a, will be the year he's re- and he just never got there, but he was still valuable. I remember Derek McKee. Yeah, he's a good role player. Um, yeah, that's Collie Stein's destiny. Collie Stein should just be a defensive specialist and own that. That's fine. There's there's jobs in the NBA for guys like that. They still shouldn't have taken him sixth. Yeah, they should that, trade it, it back. Trade back. Was, he's going to be there, number ten. Back. Move back four yeah. spots. That's right. Moutier and Justice Winslow had the highest value on the board. What's the, so Ola Depot? This is a great, great, great Reddit. Congratulations to this guy. He spells it H O L A dash Depot. So it's like Victor Ola Depot, but it's spelled Ola Depot, which is actually sounds like a place I would go to shop. Yeah. He asks, what is the single funniest thing that could happen to the Kings during the first round of the NBA playoffs, assuming they make it? Um, I mean, the sky is the limit. It really is. I, I don't <laughs> you, even. How can you even answer this? They, they, it they're the funniest the team in the league. What, what you could imagine. <laughs> me, me. What I would think would be the funniest, yeah, possible thing is Viv runs onto the court and challenges a ref to a fist fight because they call a foul on Boogie. <laughs> that would be that would be the funniest thing. Or Boogie gets in a fight with a ref and Vivek comes flying in as the third man from the stands. He grabs his leg like a Van Gundy. Or Vivek, yeah, it would, I guess it would be somehow Vivek accidentally getting involved in the game. Maybe Vivek getting so furious at something going on with George Carl that he runs up and punches George Carl in the back. <laughs> See, anything that happens with Boogie wouldn't be funny. It would just make me sad and hurt my feelings. Like if he got yeah, thrown out of a game with two minutes left, Any anything. With, I love Boogie. I want Boogie to do well. The comedy has got it all begins and ends with Vivek. There's no funnier owner in in, in all professional sports. Uh, what non-playoff team has the best chance of winning a championship in the next five years? Oh, that's a great question. Non-playoff team. I'm going to say Minnesota because the Towns Wiggins combo is such a good foundation that there is some. Remember Durant, oh. Durant and Westbrook circa 2009? Where we're like, like oh. Like, yeah, yeah, I do remember. And and they made the leap so quickly. Right. I feel like you're also slightly being disrespectful because um, there's another player there in Minnesota who has been hell of fire the last, the last like two weeks. I mean, Zach Levine can play some basketball. You've been watching? Well, yeah, he's frustrating because he seems like one of those guys who's just going to thrive on bad teams for his whole career. But he is young. He's young, and he can fill it up. Here's the scenario that terrifies me for the next 15 years. So let's say they finish with the seventh worst record, and they get Ben Simmons. And now you have Ben Simmons, Towns, and Wiggins on the same team. I mean, good Lord, God Almighty. That's that's in play. It's like a nine percent chance. Well, that's when you go hire, you know, whoever you think is going to be the best incubator, right? Who's going to be the best coach that's going to teach those guys to play the right Tibbs. way? That's going to install. A st- I know. I, I don't disagree with that. Tibbs. I honestly think um, that Blatt may not be terrible at that either. I mean, that was what Cleveland hired Blatt for in the first place. They hired Blatt before they got LeBron. Before they knew that LeBron was going to come to them. They were hiring Blatt for the purpose of incubating. I don't like that Blatt was such a wuss with LeBron. 
I don't know about that. I did that's, all that's, those stories about him just unfair. rolling over and not not calling him out when they were going over tape and just being What's like, okay, choice? LeBron, okay, LeBron, whatever you say. Like, What's his choice? That's What's not how choice? you handle it. Well, whatever. Uh, Can't Say No asks, which lottery team would be given the best bump by Ben Simmons? Oh, I, I, I mean, come on. The, the Washington almost bullets. Oh, man. If you got... If you tank and you get Ben Simmons, I'm going to be both happy for you, but sad. I'm going to be wounded, and we're that'll be our first fight. You'll be you will be out somewhere. We'll have a couple of drinks, and you'll be just be raving about how great Ben Simmons is, and I'm just going to get mad. You're going to punch me? Yeah, I might. I might punch you like Blake Griffin. I hope you break your hand then. I'm going to punch you, and then follow you outside the restaurant and punch you again. That's the answer. Play out. The real answer to this. Uh, uh, is the New Orleans Pelicans? Oh, that would be amazing. That would be amazing. Um, In fact, that's my answer also to um, a team with the best chance of winning a championship in the next five years. Well, Lone Star One Twenty Two asks, "What are some realistic moves the Pelicans can do to surround AD with talent?" I would use Ryan Anderson to get rid of that Asha contract. I don't know if that's even possible. I would. Get rid of Tyreek Evans as fast as I possibly could. Yeah, I, I would uh, let Eric Gordon leave. They, I mean, the reality is they did exactly they did to Anthony Davis the same exact thing Cleveland did to LeBron last decade, where they tried to immediately build around him, and they made terrible moves and they gave up two lottery picks for for Drew Holiday, and they overpaid Tyreek Evans, and they overpaid Ashik. And, you know, they clogged this roster that doesn't make sense. The Gentry hiring, which I thought was going to be a good one because he got to the conference finals, almost made the finals once, but he's been a disaster. I, and, I think it's hard to, to um, take any individual variable in this situation and say it's been... I, I'm defending Gentry on the idea that the team has been in disarray from the second he was hired because of the injuries and, and the, the terrible uh, composition of the team. Wow. I can't believe somebody defended a coach on this podcast. I think that's the first time that's ever happened. Yeah, I just think they've done a terrible job assembling that team. And if yeah, I were I mean, them, a, they, they need somebody that can evaluate talent. They have a, a, a problem uh, properly uh, pricing talent. The, the Ashik deal is, 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 is astounding. What a uh, misfire of judgment that is. And not understanding... Uh, not not being able to get to the bottom of Tyreek seems like a, a kind of a problem also. Yeah, that was a terrible contract. You know, the reality is they traded Chris Paul, and when you look back at what they actually got, it's it's one of the worst hauls anyone got for a superstar. When they did it, it was like, this is great. They're going to get Eric Gordon. The guy's going to be a star. He's he's probably going to be the best two-guard in the league two years from now, and he just, he's been a bust. He's flat yeah. out. He just... Keeps getting hurt. Just never got Keeps there. Keeps getting hurt. Keeps uh, getting hurt. They got a first-round pick from the Clips that turned out to be Austin Rivers, I think. You look back at what they got in that trade versus, I think, the initial trade they got where they got a bunch of players. The one the league vetoed, I think, was actually a better trade just for, <laughs> for players they got versus what they ended up getting over the next four or five years. But, uh, yeah. but that, you know, they just they, they made the mistake – that Minnesota did not make with Kevin Love. New Orleans was like, we got to trade 
Chris Paul, we just got to. We just got to do it. And the league is running New Orleans at the time, which was another terrible variable. Uh, that, look, I'll never, ever forgive that. The lowest, the, the second lowest point of David Stern's tenure. Right. What he did to Seattle being the lowest and never forgivable. So that mentality of we just got to do the trade now. We got to we, we got to make it. So they do it and they end up making a bad trade. And you think about it, like if Minnesota had done that in June of 2014 with Kevin Love, when it's like they had to trade Kevin Love, he's unhappy. And Flip Saunders, rest in peace, Flip Saunders. Um, yeah. One of the smartest moves anyone made this decade was Flip Saunders saying, no, I'm not taking your crappy deal, Boston. I'm not taking a couple future picks and some contracts. Like I'm just not doing it. I'm a, I, I, I know I can do better for Kevin Love. And he held off, much to my chagrin, because I was hoping the Celtics would get him. And then the LeBron goes to Cleveland, and all of a sudden he has Andrew Wiggins for Kevin Love. And my point is, New Orleans never kind of waited for the right deal with Chris Paul. They had a couple months there before the deadline. Right. Uh, really ponderous asks, what were you drinking and or smoking when you picked the Rockets to win the most games in the NBA? This goes for both of us, because both of us did. And it's one of the worst moves we ever made. And I will, for the rest of my life, regret that we didn't say to each other, let's just double up on the Warriors. Maybe they'll win 70 games this year. We would have been geniuses. The, the bigger regret is not um, being offered what uh, uh, James Harden and the Kardashian were drinking and smoking together, which completely sabotaged this season. That's yeah. what I regret. I would like to have been smoking that and drinking that. I would have had just as enjoyable summer as them, and I wouldn't be um, in, you know, in the whole some amount of um, U.S. dollar currency. Well, to on, be fair, uh, we, don't, we don't know if they smoke or drink anything. We're just guessing. Well, uh, whatever vices they enjoyed that, that that impaired James' ability to arrive this season. In fact, I'm going to go on a really quick mini rant. I would have, I think it's uh, uh, borderline indefensible that he made the All-Star team this year. I, I don't understand how, you know, you're in a situation in the West in particular where Kobe's stolen a spot. And, you know, these guys are still having in their contracts um, all-star appearances, and it's still a benchmark for the purposes of Hall of, uh, Hall of Fame admission um, to have, you know, how many all-star uh, um, teams did you make. And I think it's a, a real disservice to somebody like um, Dame Lillard to not make the all-star team and for a guy who, who really punked his team this year, punked his franchise. Got a coach fired. I, I am. I'm, I'm putting him, got a coach fired. I'm putting it all on Harden. And then, you know, he's hit a stretch where he returned to form. Yeah. And congratulations, they're three games above 500, and that's going to be good enough for them to be a bottom-tier playoff team this, this season. Congrats. That's really great. Your franchise was on the brink of something awesome, and you, you, you sabotaged it. <clears throat> I... I, I um, Reject the idea that he deserved an all-star spot this season. There were much more deserving guys. I would have liked Dirk to have got it. Uh, I would have voted for Dirk. Yeah, I would have voted for Dirk over Harden, no questions asked. And I agree with you. He showed up out of shape. Um, he sucked the life out of his team. His coach got fired. He played himself into shape over the course of four to five weeks. We saw no leadership at all from him. His stats are there, and it's a good example of how stats aren't everything because I wouldn't have voted for him. Uh Ask Joe about his... Uh, this comes from Jason Syke. Hi, Jason. Ask Joe about his opinion on John Wall hiring Rich Paul to be his agent. Will it undermine the future of this team? I, I, don't, I don't have an opinion on it. I actually... I, 
I don't mind any of uh, what's their clutch group. Is that who they are? Clutch sports. Clutch. Yeah. Clutch sports. Like I loved all the conspiracy theorizing that I saw out of the stories that immediately um, followed the Blatt thing, and how you know people um, write stories that are written as though they're they're documented, um, you know, fact that what was really going on was Mark Jackson was going to be hired to be the coach, and, you know, everybody has been openly conspiring since the uh, moment that Blatt was hired to get him fired to, yeah. uh, you know. I, I love that people write that as though it is, is, is fact. Um, unnamed sources, of course. Yeah. <clears throat> but uh, I actually don't really have any problem with the idea of the best player in the game having um, kind of a management team that has managed to persuade other players to sign up with their team and coaches and create a little bit of leverage for um, the guys that actually sort of deliver the labor to the league. I don't, I don't really have a problem with the, uh, that, that concept, that idea. I do have a slight concern that Mark Jackson might be the next coach of the Washington Almost Bullets. I wouldn't love that. So I guess that's, that's the oh, extent Jesus. of my concern, my concern there. But um, I don't have any problem at all with um, Jay, Jay Wall signing up with uh, the Clutch Group. I'm, I'm uh, Clutch Sports. I'm good with Well, this. you're going to have a problem when they hire Mark Jackson as your next don't coach. Don't say. I just said I don't like that. I don't want that to no, happen. Okay. That's, that's your next move. Your Fasal, Lowell, your face LOL, I guess is how you pronounce that one. Uh, which team do you see getting blown up at the end of the season? And he has Grizzlies, Clippers, Rockets. I think it's too early to say. Depends yeah. who has the most ignominious first round and out. But somebody's getting blown up. I think there's going to be some blow-ups, some explosions. It could, it could be all three of those teams. Yeah. The thing that's the, 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 the enormous um, number of unknowns, as we sit here on January the 29th, 2016, we have a trade trade deadline still coming. We have um, the rest of the regular season to see what players, um, you know, who, who, which teams stay healthy. Yeah. Um, and so everything's going to change because it always does. And we'll enter the playoffs with whatever picture for the teams at the top um, exists, right? We were rooting for the very best for every single great player on all of the great teams to stay healthy. But, you know, it's not crazy that one great player might get hurt between now and then and could alter. Oh, that's definitely the happening. Right. So we don't know what the the trajectory of the playoffs are going to be. All three of the teams mentioned here, Grizzlies, Clippers, Rockets, ha- have enough to be like pretty competitive in the in the playoffs. I have um, a dark horse for on, you. On the draw. Go ahead. I think OKC could be in that conversation. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't disagree with that. If, if something goes bad for them in round one or round two, with all the contracts they have coming up and the roster they have, like that that's... Or it could go the other way. They could win the title, and we'll be like, oh, my God, they did it. The you know what? I actually I, I have a slight disagreement with that, though. The guys, uh, I, we know what's going to happen with KD. He's going to put himself on the same contract cycle as um, Westbrook and Ibaka, which is 2016-2017. We think, so I we, don't think they're a candidate to blow up this we season. We think that's going to happen. That's what's going to happen. That's what makes the most sense. That's that's. It makes the most economic sense. It makes the most chemistry sense. It makes the most, you know, t- run this thing to its logical conclusion sense. Do the Knicks have the cap space to sign him? They got like $20 million for Carmelo. I think Aflalo and Lopez are like f- another $28 million. 
Durant to the Knicks is interesting. Durant, Carmelo, and Porzingis. Well, he did a lot of love this week in he New York, really right? He really did. That's a, I, he, I noticed all of that. He, he gave some gestures. He mm. made some gestures. Mm. Winked his eye a couple times. Um, Troy at work asked, did you guys both play basketball? What was your play style and who would you compare yourself the most to in the NBA? We were Stockton and Malone. Just flat out, we just were. Yeah, I, I mean, I, in in concept, <laughs> I don't think I was exact. I don't have the mailman build. Oh, I, I, it's I, ludicrous. We weren't we weren't remotely stocked in a Malone, but that's what oh, we try okay. to do. I we did, try I, to we try to run the high screens. That's what we that did was try our to game. run high screens. Yeah. My, my, I'm I'm like a you know catch on the elbow shoot kind of thing. You, you were, were great at me the ball. Yeah, you were Bob yeah. McAdoo. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's talk about Loot Crate. Quickly, it's a monthly subscription box service for geek and gamer items as well as pop culture gear. For less than $20 a month, you get four to eight items that include licensed gear, apparel, collectibles, unique one-of-a-kind items, and more. They guarantee $40 in value in every crate, sometimes more. Every month has a different theme. My son would like this. February's theme is The Dead. It includes five exclusives, including a t-shirt and two figures to celebrate new episodes of The Walking Dead as well as Deadpool's solo film debut you only have until February 19th, 9 p.m. Pacific to subscribe and receive that month's crate. Head to lootcrate.com slash BS uh, and enter code BS to save $3 on any new subscription. Poor house, you don't get any URLs. I get all the URLs in this podcast. No house seats. We could change that. No house from DC, nothing. Uh, Sportsfan786 asks, who's the fourth best team in the NBA? I think he's uh, assuming it's Warriors, Spurs, OKC, and then the fourth team is... Why isn't it the Cavs? I guess. That's what I would say. Yeah. I honestly um, would say uh, OKC is the fourth best because I think um, the Cavs are better than OKC. That's why there's 700, 785 other sports fans before he got to 786 because he, he didn't <laughs> think it through. Uh, Valor Porzingis, interesting name, writes, do you think Adam Silver will ever take steps to fix the crunch time, timeout nightmare? Something like a timeout after two minutes. Um, I don't know why they haven't gone to 25 seconds in the last two minutes. I don't know why teams are allowed to call timeout after a timeout. I wouldn't allow any timeout after a timeout. 20 second timeout. No, no timeout. I mean, just move the game along. Call timeout, come out of a timeout. You can't call another timeout, period. Yeah, we, we, we're in strong agreement on that, and I love the 25-second limit because that means that it's really a, a, a minute of real time. Because, you yeah. know, the limits, the, it's always double whatever they say. This is a 60-second timeout. Okay, call me in two and a half minutes. <clears throat> By the time they're finally all, you know, reconvened, uh, ready to, to, you know, put the ball back in play, two minutes of real time is all right. Summers of 69 asks, can clairvoyant Bill predict where Dwight Howard goes after this season? Oh. it's a good question. You mean other than the bathroom to get rid of? Oh. <laughs> I could see him doing totally something totally misguided, like uh, going back to Orlando. I, whatever the worst decision is, that'll be the decision. That is, That would be the Dwight decision. I want to go back to Orlando and finish what I started. And then he goes back and he's not even remotely the same guy. What would have the least pressure, least amount of pressure? Philly? No, Philly would be terrible. The media market there would kill him. Brooklyn. 
Brooklyn would 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 be gloves off. I mean, uh, uh, gloves on. They would treat him gently. Cleveland. Cleveland's Ooh. pretty good. Cleveland's pretty good. I kind of like this. Yeah, little uh, little sign and trade. Maybe Kevin Love's involved. Who knows? Uh, no, that's not crazy. Mister Bucket asks, "Who are your favorite non-lottery rookies?" Non-lottery. I don't rookie. know why he had to say non-lottery. That means from fifteen to yeah. Hold on, I'm going to look thirty-one, at, and then and the second round. I'm going to look at the NBA draft and see and see. Uh, I I like you know that eleven, twelve, thirteen with the Trey Lyles, Miles Turner, Devin Booker. I forget what the order was, but uh, uh Miles Turner was man. This was some draft. Like first of all. MJ turned down four first rounders to take Kaminsky at nine, and the next four picks. You're never going to forgive him. The next four picks were Justice Winslow, Miles Turner, Trey Lyles, and Devin Booker, all of whom are better than Fred Kaminsky. But whatever. Uh, uh, Tate just got bummed out. I'm sorry, Tate. Tate, you got your teams in the Super Bowl. Settle down. Yeah, Uh, that's right. I like dab on it. I like what I've seen from Bobby Portis on the Bulls. I'm excited to see him actually play, and they can't really figure out how to play him. Uh oh, here's one. I really like Larry Nance Jr. I think he's oh. good. Is he getting time in LA? Yeah. Oh, see, I, I mean, I don't. You're see why asleep. He West Coast basketball has been a nightmare because the Warriors. You're right are, about this. I am asleep. I'm literally asleep. The Lakers come on at ten thirty. I am going to bed. I am not staying up to watch the Lakers. Yeah, the uh, the Warriors. Um, you know, the game's over by nine o'clock. They're up. 102 to 70 with five minutes left in the third quarter. So it's not even fun to watch them after the, after halfway through third quarter, the Kings are fun. I think the Kings have been the most valuable West coast league pass team this year because their games are stuff's always going on. But I find myself watching the Lakers every once in a while. And when they play Nance and Russell and Jordan Clarkson and Randall, it's kind of interesting I like Nance, so my answer is um, my answer is Nance. I'm gonna have to rep for the home guy. I was very very skeptical, and I still don't um, approve of, of the shoes. Kelly Oubre Jr. showed up at the draft in in a Wizard of Oz costume, and uh, you know I understand that that the day and age is you know hyper stylized, and you have uh, uh, you know uh, fit to made suit and the shoe combo, and somebody telling you all this stuff. And he showed up in shoes that were, you know. Yeah. Bad um, start. Bad start for Kelly. Yeah. It it felt like the second coming of Swaggy P, which was not a good look. Yeah. Um, But he is really athletic. Uh, You know, the the reputation he had um, at at Kansas was, you know, he he needed to be coached up a little bit. So he didn't get full run. He arrived in, in college kind of physically ready, but not mentally there. So they sat his ass on the bench uh, and, until he was ready to sort of play the way um, Self wanted to play. House, and wrap this up or I'm going to edit it out. This is way he, too long on Kelly Oubre. I on. mean, seriously. He's a rare bright spot on a, in, in a season uh, Tate of, just fell uh, asleep. overwhelming disappointment. Tate just Oubre fell asleep. Oubre Jr. is my guy. Come Great. On. Congratulations. I vote for Bobby Portis or Larry Nance Jr. Oubre Jr. I still think Kobe's going to, at some point, run Larry Nance Jr. over in his car in the player's parking lot for those Twitter yeah. comments from seven years ago. He'll uh, never forgive him. Pablito asks, how ridiculous is it that Sting is the halftime entertainment for the All-Star game? 
Uh, on a scale of one to ten, it's a seventeen. It's the dumbest. I, I don't understand it. I didn't even know Sting was still performing. <laughs> I mean, I, it, I'm speechless. I don't have. I don't even have a joke. All my jokes would be about tantric sex and, and <laughs> J- Drake not being available. Like, what are we talking about here? Just Come on, what any, are we any, there's a hundred hip hop stars. Just take anyone, any yeah. anybody from the last twenty years. Um, this is a good one. I'm excited for this one. Never fast forward. Writes. Which NBA player would make the best wrestling heel? So here, oh wow! Here's my answer. I think it's Blake Griffin. Yeah, <laughs> I, that was tip of the tongue, son. I'm right there with you. That because, is the answer. So Blake Griffin's basically been this John Cena type figure for years and years in the NBA, where he's like the good guy, but everybody hates him, and the fans are ready to turn on him, but it's a bad idea for him to do it because of the jersey sales and the merchandise. And so he's still trying to be a good guy, but everybody's just like, just be a bad guy so we can officially root against you and hate you. And now he punches this dude and gets in this whole incident. It's almost like what the WWE fans wanted for Cena for years and years and years. Like, just be a bad guy. Come on, come on, be a bad guy. And he just wouldn't do it. Blake is John Cena if John Cena turned heel. I like that a lot. I the, my favorite uh, um, in in the in the moment reaction to the Griffin thing was the uh, little bit that you sent around. It looked like it was from Reddit about um, sources say he immediately fell on the ground and tried to get a foul after punching the guy in the face. <laughs> right. He flopped. Spectacular. He punched the guy in the face and then flopped. Could uh, I get a foul call? So Afro Panther, interesting name, writes. Do you think Afro Panther? <laughs> that sounds like one of the Anchorman uh, colognes that Paul Rudd had. Do you think the Celtics will make a move before the trade deadline? Do you think the Celtics should make a move? Uh, the Celtics have too many players and too many draft picks. And if they don't do a four for one that has multiple draft picks at some point over the next uh, six weeks, I'm going to be upset. And I'll leave it that at that. That sounds like a yes and yes. Yeah, we don't need to talk about that. Uh Gots to Geo asks, how much of a hand do you think LeBron played in the Blatt firing? Uh, uh, both hands? And, and Andre the giant size hand. <laughs> a a Boban hand. A Boban hand. Here are things LeBron did. LeBron traded Andrew Wiggins for Kevin Love. Yes. LeBron threw Anthony Bennett in that trade, got him off the yes. team. Yes. LeBron signed Tristan Thompson to an $82 million deal. Yes. LeBron got a new coach. He brought his dude in. Yes. And guess what? He's the best player, and he should do things like that. That's what happens when you have the best player in the league or one of them. They yes, make, yes, they make yes. calls like that. That's um, right. If Steph Curry said to Joe Lacob, I don't like Steve Kerr anymore. I want Luke Walton to be our coach. Guess what? Steve Kerr would be looking for a job. That's how this stuff works. It's the way it's worked for 45 years, 50 years, 60 years. You know who fired a coach once? Magic Johnson. Yes. Um, BTGO, not no relation to Gots to Geo. Oh. Said the what if the what if section was one of my favorite parts of your book. Where does Indiana keeping their pick in 2011 and just taking Kawhi Leonard rank? Lo, uh, not that high for me because. I think part of what made Kawhi great is that he landed in the perfect situation with the perfect mm-hmm. coach and the perfect infrastructure and was allowed to evolve and develop at his own pace. This is something Barkley and I talked about on Wednesday. You end up 
on a team like that you you enter that whole Spurs vortex when you're somebody like Kawhi and it's it's transformative. I don't know if we know what it would have been like for him to be on another team. I I mean I'm saying I don't know what you know would he have been amazing? I don't know. I just, he might have just been passive and frustrating and who knows. Yeah, that 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 version of Kawhi, that's who would have turned out he would have turned out to be if he'd come to Washington because you know it is one of the things that Washington fans like to circulate when you're running through um, the list of Grunfeld uh, draft failures that he, he that that's the infamous Jan Vesely draft. Oh. Um, Kawhi was sitting there available. <laughs> he took Jan Vesely six and the, the GM, the GM is still there. <laughs> yeah. I think that's all going to come to an end. We're going to have a new GM and new coach this year. Just, if you want to know who it's going to be, call Rich Paul. Um, but uh, I, I totally agree Rich with Paul that. Might be the GM. Oh, fine, sure. Why not? He knows all the players. That'd be fine. He can bring in anybody he wants. Shubes seventeen. This is a good one. I'm excited for this question. How do you feel about the Bosch dynasty coming to an end with the cancellation of the Shooting Stars Challenge? <laughs> <laughs> what event would you replace it with? Uh, they gave me a coughing attack. Uh, I've always been on the record. I think the slam the slam dunk contest should be changed to dunk on Roy Hibbert. Roy Hibbert's just standing under the basket trying to block dunks. That's that would be uh, my All Star Saturday, and uh, shooting stars. I don't know. Do we? I I would just get rid of it. I wouldn't even add anything else. I mean, we've always talked about horse for twenty years, and they tried it once, and they half-assed the try, and now nobody wants to do it anymore. Um, Pumpernickel five. This might be a good one for us to end on. If you could give David Stern. Some sort of truth serum, and ask him three questions. Which three questions would you ask? Hmm. My no. number one question. Yeah. Go ahead. You you do yours first. Did you suspend MJ for gambling? Oh, wow! With Actually, truth serum. I don't know if I'd waste one of my three questions on that because I know the answer, and the answer yeah. is yes. Right. Now, who right. knows? I, I I would ask him that. I would ask him uh mine would be how cold was that envelope that had Patrick Ewing's name in it. <laughs> uh that's a good one. Um and then maybe t- a 2006 finals question? Oh, I know what my third question was. How many positive HGH or PD or steroid tests did you cover up over the last 25 years? I don't like that one at Why? all. Why? Because I, I, like I want every great player to play as many games as they can play. So suggesting that there's been cover-ups and that they're, they're you know... I didn't suggest anything. I'm, right. I'm asking him a question. He could say no, and there's the answer. I hope the answer, I, I I'm rooting for the answer to be no. I would like to know why, for basketball reasons, he shut down that trade. What was the basketball reason? The Chris Paul trade. It still doesn't make any sense. Oh, I thought of the a better one. Shout out to my 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 uh, my favorite city. That that's not Boston, Seattle. Um, did you know that they were going to move the team to Oklahoma City when you when you greenlit that deal? Well, that's another one where we absolutely positively know the answer. All right, but I'd still like There's to no see, doubt. I'd like to see him with truth serum running through his veins, ah. just say, yes, I knew the whole time. I stared at the Clay Bennett. Uh, 
Vivek PTL 40s. Where would you ra- where would you stack up this Warriors run of the last one and a half years against recent great teams? Um, I think it's the best team since the 2001 Lakers. Huh? Just I I think the 2001 Lakers. The Celtics were kind of getting there before KG got hurt the year after they won the title, which was the better Celtics team. And yeah. uh, I think they were like 30 and four, but they were just humming on all cylinders and KG got right. hurt in Utah and it ended. Yeah. But 2001 Lakers, when they just ripped through the playoffs and Shaq and Kobe were getting along, is still the best team in the century for me. I think that team beats anybody. Yeah, I'm I'm going to go that. I like that um, because the this Warriors team is devastating. Yeah. It's not that they caught a right streak and a nice comp- compilation of players. Like all the other sort of suggestions here are teams that got on a hot streak because it was an excellent chemistry moment and an ex- excellent moment for where those guys were in their uh, career. And those things are also important to um, the, the Warriors. But the, the Warriors, you know, kind of uh, have something that, that's so uh, unique and special and, and it seems like indefensible. You have to go really historic to um, properly put it in context. And the other great thing for them is everyone's trying to copy them, and it's so misguided because you're, as we discussed, you're never copying having the two best shooters in the league and two of the best of all time, and Curry's the best shooter of all time, Uh, as well as Draymond, who's unlike anyone else on the planet and is not replicable. And you're just not you're not matching them with small ball. The, the team that figures out the recipe is the team that doesn't just try to go head-to-head in small ball. It's not going to work. Yeah, we know the recipe. We watched it last year in the finals. Cleveland should have been up three games to none. If right. LeBron could have uh, finished uh, a uh, end-of-game uh, possession um, in, in game two, that series was going to be you know 3-0. Guanaco's asks, who's the most underrated point guard from the 80s? John Lucas, hands down. John Lucas. I like that. Um, we'll never know. One of the one of the uh, many cocaine casualties from the seventy six to eighty seven stretch, and was just the all time pure perfect lefty point guard. Perfect. Just the, even when he was on Milwaukee at the end of his career, when uh, you know he'd had some rough times and Benson through some stuff and was still scary as hell in this Celtics series. And you watch him, just like, wow, this guy is uh, phenomenal. Uh, last question: What is House's? Yeah. This is from Orange Fifteen. What is House's favorite arena food? Oh my! Yeah, figured you'd enjoy That's that. That's a hard one. one. Yeah, what as do you in get? like a when House basketball go, arena or yeah, any basketball. any stadium basketball, okay, basketball arena. You go to the you go to a Wiz game. I know you're thinking about food the whole time because that's just how you roll. What are you thinking so what, about? You're like, oh, I can't wait to go to the game and I'm going to get blank. The, it's a hard question to answer because the um, home of the Almost Bullets had notoriously been such an awful food desert. You know, the most generic kind of... Um, Chicken fingers and fries, yeah, hot dog, yeah, nachos. Nothing interesting whatsoever. Now, to my boy Ted Leonsis, his to his credit... They brought in a whole bunch of like local food purveyors, and every year they bring in one or two more people. Yeah. Um, now the one thing that that did become my go-to uh, when I was going um, quite quite a bit more um, a handful of years ago, there was barbecue on the second floor. So I would always rush right up to the second floor and get the barbecue. 
Ted Leonsis is not your boy. He refuses to fire any Grunfeld, and he kept Randy Whitman for an extra year when he knew, when both of you knew it was a bad idea. He's not your boy. I know, but I know, but the Caps are awesome. I love the Caps so much. I haven't done anything on the Caps this whole season. I'm keeping it on a way DL, but I love this Caps team. You like Justin Williams, don't you? He's so good. Yeah, that I, was a great signing. We, I told you. you know, we, I texted you. We, we have Justin Williams. We have TJ Oshie. We have Mike Richards. Are you have a good team? We you have, have Mike Michigan. Richards. The, the, we have Orla. The yeah, former buddy. King Mike Richards. Yes. Oh no, yes. I didn't even know he was yeah. still in the NHL. Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah. I mean, they're 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 loaded, and we have a great coach. Maybe the best coach in the Washington. Well, actually, you know what? Shanahan was not a bad coach. He got run out of here for 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 Redskins reasons, and I don't mind saying the name that way because it's pejorative. Um, <clears throat> but but uh, Barry Trotz is awesome. So the Kings are really good too. I actually think this might be the best Kings team that they've had, and this is a team that's won two cups since I've I've had the tickets. They got uh they got Vincent LeCavier. They just kind of picked him up from I Philly, like he wasn't playing. He was a former number one pick. He scored fifty no, goals ten years ago and he they put him in and he like became immediately rejuvenated. Yeah, end of career guy. They're good. They're they're loaded. Well, look, you could be Kings Caps would be a fun final. Ruth for it. That's a spectacular final, isn't it? Yeah, the Kings are good. They they're like got it like they they just signed Kopitar to an eight year extension. That guy night after night is just money, man. And those three on three overtimes, certain guys have just emerged in those overtimes as being even ten times more frightening than they usually are. And it's he's, been a super duper innovation. Go great ahead. innovation. He's out of his mind in those overtimes. Yeah, you watch been, those. You think he's like the best player of all time. Uh, all right. Thanks to uh, thanks to everybody on the Re- NBA Reddit page. Yeah, that, that was, was awesome. awesome job. Yeah, I really appreciated the uh, the questions. Um, I appreciate everybody. It was very nice. Thank you for doing that for us. Thanks to Blue Apron. Stop ordering expensive takeout for less than $10 per meal. Blue Apron will deliver you all the fresh ingredients you need for a delicious and healthy home-cooked meal. Right now you can they might get, have to deliver me something. <laughs> right now you can get your first two meals for free by going to blueapron.com slash BS. Thanks to HBO Now. You don't need cable or satellite to watch HBO anymore. Just download the HBO Now app. Start your free one-month trial. Coming soon to HBO Now. It's very soon. Fast 7, San Andreas. Oh. San Andreas is going to have a nice long cable run at the Simmons house. And uh, thanks to SeatGeek, the presenting sponsor of the BS Podcast and Channel 33. Subscribe to both podcasts on iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud. Coming up next week, we're going to have uh, uh, an NBA guest that's a household name that you know will be on Monday's podcast, unless he cancels, which hopefully he won't. Oh, fingers crossed. Wednesday um, Wednesday or Thursday, Super Bowl props with, with the Cuz. And then Friday, we'll have a whole bunch of stuff, including the uh, the house. house we'll, we'll, we'll make our Super Bowl pick. Yeah, I have a leaning right now. Can I give a quick shout-out? Yes, please do. Yeah, I have. I want to do a rest in peace for for an unexpected passing of a buddy. Um, he was one of the very best basketball players I ever had the pleasure of playing with on, on you know as a teammate. Um, but as good of a basketball player, he was a much better dude. Tom Patante, Chit was his nickname, and the reason is because he had a beautiful shooting stroke, um, reminiscent of the, the one and only Jimmy Chitwood. Um, and he was an, an awesome dude and, uh, you know, his, a beautiful family and he went way too early. So I just want to give a quick shout out for my main man, Chit. He was our age? Yeah, our age. Yeah. Uh, I know. It's just, just, just brutal. 
That's terrible. Um, and, you know, like uh, the best kind of dude, like quiet, compa- compassionate, like easygoing, great sense of humor, and awesome basketball IQ. I love playing hoops. I got to play with him. He played in college with uh, our boy, my boy, but, you know, you know him quite well, uh, the junior. Yeah. Um, they played together. He was a D2 um, player, but he had D1 talent. I mean, he had an inside-outside game that was uh, ahead of its time. Um, very comfortable playing with his back to the basket, but also would line you right up from 18 to 20 feet and shoot over top of you, 6'5", with, with nice long arms as well. Um, but a nice healthy ass on him, too, so he could take you and put you in the torture chamber a little bit. Um, but, yeah, totally unexpected uh, passing and um, just a super, super, super solid dude and very sad to see him go, but a, a, an awesome family and everybody's rallying around and celebrating his life, which is exactly what you're supposed to do when you unexpectedly lose somebody. So celebrating Chit and um, love him and love his family. All right. On that note, uh, enjoy the weekend. Uh, sorry about Chit. Hang in there. The fam. Uh, thanks for the shout out house. That was thanks. good. You did a good job with that. Appreciate um, it. And we will talk to you all next week. Uh, have a good week. We about this bitch. Anytime y'all want to see me again, rewind this track right here, close your eyes, and picture me rolling.